Welcome to If Blackbirds Were Ducks. We have uh, Brett Andrews and Kyle Maple here today. Uh, decided to bring these two on because they did something pretty extraordinary. Uh, I think it was it both of your first time elk hunting for a bull or no? Um, Brett went like what the year before. Oh, I shot mine Carrie? in Wyoming with Carrie, yeah, and then mine was uh. Yeah, the, my first time going, and then Brett the next year, <laughs> different place, different state, different everything. So, nope. Yeah, yeah. You guys kind of did what everybody wants to do, coming from the flatland states, going to the mountain states, hunting public land, and shooting a good bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty sweet, and just I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about what it took to do that what you guys did, how much was luck, how much was skill, and how much was just, like, hard work. Right. For sure. Um, I mean, Brett could talk about going to Colorado first. I think that's a – I think they were doing pretty well until they kind of got screwed a little bit by factors you can't control. Yeah. Yeah, so three – it would have been three years ago – my buddy Carrie, a uh, mutual friend of all of ours, and I went to Colorado. We drew a limited entry um, Colorado elk tag. We went down. It's a place Carrie had been before with his dad. I had never been. It was my first official, like, real out-of-state hunt. Um, went down, got in the night before. And um, that's Blair. That's my wife. Uh, so we went down, scouted the night before, um, didn't find anything. Then the next opening morning, we had a plan to a spot that his dad um, kind of just advised us to go. Uh, we didn't kind of struck out so we set out to scouting found um found some elk it was like mid-morning found some elk feeding in a meadow um kind of transitioning through like a it was a timber cut and we just kind of happened to be looking in the right place at the right time saw some elk going through there um figured they were going to bed went back to camp kind of made a play and Dropped in on them um, mid-afternoon when the sun was high, and which was probably not the smartest idea, but we didn't know what we were doing. Um, ended up bumping bumping a cow and uh, kind of causing a little ruckus while the bull came over to investigate what bumped his cows. And it was, I got to, saw him coming. It was a legal bull, had four points on the one side and drew back and thinking in my head, like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. First day of my first elk hunt. And I just he stopped with some brush between them at like 35 yards. Couldn't should have probably moved or like tried to make an angle, but I didn't. I just kind of was full draw, hoping to take a step. He just 
got nervous, bolted down the hill and uh, ran out of our lives. And Carrie and I were like, this is sweet. And yeah. then, uh, there was a big, that was kind of it for the rest of the day. We couldn't find him again. Figured we kind of booked him up pretty good. After that, uh, in our unit, there was a massive fire. Um, and the unit in Colorado, it consisted of five other units. And so the fire had closed down all of those other units except the unit we were in. And it probably closed down 50% of the unit we were in. So like it, even recreational campers, hikers, yeah. UTVs couldn't go into the national forest that they normally could. So everything was kind of forced into this small chunk. Uh, we think all the pressure forced them off. They just all they could do is they could just run across the road and they'd be good, but nobody else could go over there. Every they had sheriffs and uh, people from national forest people keeping everybody out. They didn't want you going in there and getting lost and having to possibly go in there and save you. So yeah. um, it was a crazy experience, and that from then on I was hooked. And I came back and told Kyle, "I'm like, we gotta." We got to do this, and we had been building points for two, three years before that, just in essence to draw a tag, because in South Dakota, you're like, you have no chance. Once in uh, a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, you have no chance in South Dakota. You just have to get lucky. So, um, yeah, we uh, – for the next year, Kyle and I, when we applied, we spent – the better half of a few months e-scouting and picked a unit. Um, Kyle found the unit. I'll give him the credit. He found the unit. It was a unit I hadn't even looked at. Uh, we put in. We both ended up drawing an elk tag. And not a general tag, but a limited entry tag. And, um, yeah, I mean – Kyle probably remembers more than me for that whole story of that trip. And this was this was Wyoming. That was Wyoming. That was Wyoming. That was Wyoming. And I mean, I don't know how we kind of we lucked into it, but you know, drawing my first elk tag with a rifle in my hand during like the rut. I mean, yeah, it was pretty sweet. So I don't know whatever it was like. 18th of september or whatever we just we have no idea what to expect we roll out we found a trailhead on the map drove 13 hours and kind of got there evening did like a quick hike hike back to the truck you know froze self to death sleeping in the truck that night before we hiked in a different spot the next day it was like we were there like two days before opening day i think something like that yep. and uh hiked in again three miles and found some sign and saw tracks and scrapes and whatever else and we're like all right well we'll go back to the truck because we we're stupid that we walked three miles in then walked three miles back to the truck got all our stuff and then walked three miles back in again <laughs> and set up camp <laughs> like for the night but i mean you know we didn't we didn't know if we were going to even want to camp in there if we would have camped by the truck like no idea and luckily like where we were we could the trailhead was at like 9800 feet and you could drive to the top <laughs> so nice. it wasn't like 
it was a nice trail you could walk in it was hiking and horses only so you didn't have to worry about atvs and all kinds of stuff like that but i don't know you woke up opening day and just started walking tried to keep the you know wind in our face and uh bugling every once in a while and we we heard bugles um I feel like that, like in the morning, that first day, couldn't really catch up to anything. It was a lot thicker than what we had expected it to be, especially like rifle hunting. Like, I think we were both like ready to shoot, you know, at three, 400 yards, like if we needed to. And honestly, I think like the biggest meadow we went to, you're maybe going to shoot like 120 yards. So you're going to be on top of them with it, which was awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was sweet, but, um, it was kind of like, like I had never heard of bug- a bugle live before, which is like the probably coolest thing to, you know, sitting under a tree in the spring hearing turkey gobble, you know, yeah. something like. But, um, you know, luck definitely had a lot to do with it because we didn't really know. I mean, we it was pretty slow. I think that most of that first day, and then we set up on a just hiked back into a different meadow that evening and just kind of cold called and got lucky. There's also kind of like a front moving in. Um, it was supposed to snow a little bit that night. Yeah. I don't know if that kind of had them up going a little more or not, but cold calling in one meadow. And then there's probably like 70 yards of pretty thick timber. And then like another meadow, it was actually the one we walked through to get to the one we were in on. And, uh, Brett bugled and we got like either response bugle or whatever. It just happened. It was probably, I don't know, 200, 250 yards away, it seemed like. And one thing I remember from all that was like, they're a lot closer than you think they are. <laughs> Cause you, oh, yeah. you just, I don't know. You, you think that's so loud. You should be able to hear it from like miles yeah. away and you just can't. Yeah. Um, so we, Especially when there's trees. The trees yeah. have a lot to do with it, I think. Yeah, timber. for sure. So we moved real quick, went through the timber kind of the way we came, like snuck around a corner, and there was a cow at like like just over 100 yards on the far side of this uh, meadow. And, I mean, Brad and I talked, and, like, first elk, first tag, it was like, I'm probably just going to try to dump this cow. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, like, got set up on a rock, and then, like, out of the timber behind her, we just heard another bugle. I can like can very vividly see it in my head, like this bull coming out, like on like a run, like big head swing underneath the the uh like trees and stuff, and he you know, tongue hanging out, he's just freaking mad. And uh he bumped this cow and she like we're set up um, on my rifle because for whatever reason, Brett's like, you take your rifle out. And we just didn't argue about it. I mean, we just went, you know, it's kind of yeah. frantic. And I uh, was set up on this rock and I'm looking through my scope and this cow is running straight at us. And this bull's right behind her. Like, couldn't, I mean, just luck, dumbass luck. I mean, you know, I could have shot him at 120 yards, but he's literally running straight at us. I bet the cow ran past us at like 15 yards i don't know something like that yeah, bull, must, bull must have caught our movement he just turned sideways real quick and like 
just shot them at like 47 yards. Like, so you could have shot them with your bow. Yeah, yeah seriously, you know? it would have been a perfect bow scenario. Like, honestly, we talked about that afterwards. It's just like, you know, he just perfectly lines up, boom, 47 yards. He stumbled. I put another one in him just because, and that was it. And we just kind of went crazy. Yeah. I mean, so to say, like, you know, I would say like 95% luck <laughs> that, you know, we we're just in the right spot, though. You know, I mean, uh, with the next day, we talked to like three, two other groups of guys that they shot bulls the morning, that first opening morning within really? a mile of where I shot mine, you know. So there was definitely like a lot of elk in that area. We didn't spend a lot of time there. Um, but, and then as soon as I shot mine, we hear this other bugle, uh, probably closer than the first one. And we kind of started off towards it. But again, like at the time, we didn't know how close you were when you heard a bugle, you know, yeah. but hindsight, Brett had a tag in his pocket. We had like an hour and a half of daylight left. We should have just left my bowl and just went, <laughs> you know, like we had all week to worry about it. Right. Um, if we the weather wasn't seven days to get them out. Right. Yeah. It was nice weather. Like it was, you know, in the thirties at night and twenties, a couple nights. So we're gonna yeah. Be- that would have been fine. Yeah. But, and, uh, but I could see you just shot your first bull. Like you're going to oh, be yeah. like, what are you thinking? You're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Care. Let's look right. out with this one. Yeah. yeah. Let's shoot yeah they're tomorrow. everywhere. Obviously <laughs> this was yeah, this wasn't hard, you know, or whatever, but yeah. And I mean, we, we heard other bugles that we hunted the whole week. Like that was a Monday, at, you know, Monday evening. We hunted till I want to say like Friday morning, like we're on other, other bulls a couple times, but, but never saw another, you know, elk, like they were just up in the timber or, um, you know, it was it was a full moon all week. I don't know. Like yeah. you read a lot about that, and you read sometimes it doesn't matter. And um, could have been just that rifle pressure. Yeah, yeah absolutely sure. deep. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, we only saw we we hiked in a couple more miles further and only saw one more camp. We never actually ran across other guys like hunting. Like when we were really walking one day, we had people walking out with a bull, but we, I mean, it was like very minimal pressure like by i think day four we dropped down like a couple thousand feet and that's where like everyone was hunting oh okay everywhere like on four wheelers you could use four wheelers and atvs and more truck trails down there but um really the only people we saw hunting were like wyoming residents that were on horseback and we were we were kind of on the edge of the wilderness right and so we couldn't jump in the wilderness being not non-resident not having anyone with us but they were just moving through where we were hunting right because you're on that edge that that could have been something too to keep the pressure off yeah yeah i mean i know a lot of guys do hunt those edges but yeah it makes sense that was kind of like our game plan i think going in was like let's we're gonna get as close to the wilderness as high as we can because it was still like i said september 20th you know like no snow up top um but yeah yeah. you're always in september it's like the well they're down low too but the tallest mountain yeah it'll be elk on the tallest mountain right yep it's kind of funny i thought it was kind of crazy that like there was probably 15 trucks and trailers with horses like when we walked in we talked to a lot of those guys and then we took so i shot my monday evening and we spent 
all Tuesday morning, which is also was probably kind of a mistake on our part where we woke up, we hiked half my bull of the truck, came back in, hiked it back, went and got ice, pretty much burned a day doing that when we probably could have just hung it for a few days. Um, but okay, I mean, it yeah, doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. No. You killed a bull. Yeah, right. no, I just mean like far as far as like Brett Brett shooting, one, right, you know, right, like hunting more for Brett's tag. Like, yeah, yeah, that's all I meant. Like, no, it was freaking awesome. Yeah, and would trade it for anything. Yeah, right. I mean, it wasn't a hard pack out where we probably should have just took we it. Done it in one. We could have done it in one because we. Walked out three and a half miles, walked in three and a half miles, walked out, yeah, yeah, miles, walked back in one day, and then and probably took your time the whole time, yeah, while ago. Yeah. Sure. Which is the, the best way station, that's the know. best way to have to do it, though, yeah, is when yeah. you can just yeah. hang out, right? Yeah, but we weren't we weren't killing ourselves on that pack out for sure, no. right? But we could have easily, it was like downhill, couple, yeah, couple hundred foot, like over. Four Three miles, miles. It, like was not. Crazy. Oh, that sounds gravy. Yeah, so it's just it like, was totally it was, but like I don't know. Kyle and I both had like back surgeries and stuff, and like you know, we I've never packed one out before, and he never packed one out before, so we just like threw what we thought felt good on our back and took off in the morning, and we're like, we got all day, and it. I mean, took all day, but. Like we did run to town, get more ice. We came back in at three, four o'clock and got back into camp, like hunted our way back up to camp um, that Tuesday evening. And then from there, just kind of struggle busted the rest of the week. But isn't I mean, it crazy how big they are after you shoot them and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like I when you pictures. have to cut them up, when you have to cut them up and stuff, you're like, oh my God. I'm, I'm glad yeah. I have I gotta have Kyle with me. Kyle's a big man. He can handle was, that. Uh, I mean that was the craziest thing, like just walking up to it the first time. Like, yeah. Even at and everything happens so fast, you know, shooting one at 47 yards, you you just don't have time to even think about it though. And then when it's all said and done, you walk up there like, holy crap, like we're gonna haul this thing out of here and you know butcher it right here and we did we deboned it and did like all that like try to get as rid of much weight as we yeah. could yeah and uh but yeah it was gutless method i mean it took us like yeah. for a couple of amateur elk hunters it took us like probably two hours to get it gutless method quartered then deboned into bags find a tree like yeah. Yeah. i thought we did pretty good we weren't too too far into the night no, got back to camp, got a good night's sleep, and hit her hard in the morning. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's yeah, awesome. It was, it was sweet for sure. And yeah, we tried. We tried to apply back to that same unit, and I think it's like there's like a little point creep, and now it takes a little more points in it to draw a general tag now than it used to in Wyoming, and um, I'd feel. I don't know. I think we learned a lot too. Like there was, we heard bugles during the night, like sleeping. There was yeah, like, yeah, well I did. Yeah. It was so, <laughs> first of all, hindsight, we were, we both had 20 degree bags in like 
two season tents and they probably got into the mid twenties a couple nights. So it yeah. was freaking cold. And 20 uh, degree, we, 20 degree bags doesn't mean 20 degrees. No, no. exactly. But no. we also didn't really expect it to be in the twenties. <laughs> like we didn't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's not a weather forecast for 10,000 foot of elevation sure. that we can find anyway. So yeah, we were pretty wrapped up. And uh, yeah, one night I heard it, it was probably only like 10, 30 and i heard a bugle like close i'm like yeah. brad did you hear that and he's like i took him like took him like five minutes to get his attention <laughs> like, yeah. he, like a hat on in his sleeping bag all bundled Bubbled up, up. puff coat on sleeping yeah. bag on and he's like did you hear that and i'm like what did you hear that bugle I'm like nope all i can hear is my sleeping bag around me yeah. you know up so tight. that's the worst when you want to get up too out of oh, a yeah. sleep when it's like 15 degrees and you're tightened up in a sleeping bag and you got you're warm you know? yeah and you put like right. one finger out and it's cold and you're like, mm. Mm, yeah no i just want to stay right here right right absolutely absolutely and the earlier the better probably would have helped us too with it being a full moon and light all night i mean i don't know there's obviously more elk in that area so which was it's awesome to know too um we're kind of like Right off of a, there was a big, huge bench that and we chased elk up one day. Um, so, but it was thick for sure. They, were, they had like a huge, a huge storm like the summer before. So there's a lot of like blowdown and stuff. Mm. And, uh, yeah. but yeah, we kind of, as, as the week went on, we kind of got more and more adventurous too, a little bit of like getting like off the trail further and further. I don't know. It's just, I think coming from, you know, flat South Dakota, it, it kind of is intimidating whether you want to admit it or not. To, to get off the trail, yeah. Yeah, just to start bushwhacking a direction, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was it was an awesome first one for me, first like, full week for Brett, and, you know, then. Yeah, yeah. So, so back to, just quick, I, I just thought about this, back to your Colorado thing, where you had the encounter with that bull, got closed during the time you were there uh nope that stayed open oh okay that stayed open when we went down there they had a, the fire was already going on so they had most of it already honestly, blocked honestly, off it's already blocked off but um we just happened to like pick that spot because carrie's dad and him had been there in the past and they were like this is the mountain we're gonna hunt yeah yeah, yeah we have yeah, we have five other units we can hunt, and Carrie and I were planning on exploring that if it got kind of slow on our mountain. But sure. um, obviously, wasn't there like a big, huge snowstorm that was coming in too? Yep, like yep. After that, it was right after Labor Day. A snowstorm was coming, so we were like, "We got all these people. We got a snowstorm coming. Like we can come back." And that was the plan: as we were going to come back towards the end of September in Colorado because we were there opening weekend, and it's like. Never made it back because I remember the snowstorm was like 14 inches or something like that. And I don't know, just life too with kids sure. and stuff. Couldn't make it back, but uh, that's kind of what hunting there and having like even just having five units to choose from was like the reason I was when we were applying for Wyoming, I was really pushing Kyle to find like. We need to find a unit. We don't need to go for the general tag because you have a 
Yeah, you, you get, how yeah. Do, how do exactly. we, bunch of rookies, how do we narrow down a unit? We, we're better off just, just, yeah, like we're better off just applying for a limited entry unit, even if it's not a great unit. And if we get it, great. If we don't, we build a point. And like we have, I don't know, not a lot of square miles, probably less than 20 square miles of national forest. Makes it easier. Unit. Yeah, easier yeah, to ease like, scout. This, yeah. this was our area on on X, you know, it's like right. You're not, you're not walking. Too, you're once not you get there. Once you like get there, you hunt it too, and you look at what you actually covered compared to what you thought you were gonna cover yeah. or e-scouting, we didn't even touch that. You know, right. we weren't even like a quarter away to this river we thought we could get to. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, like nobody's crossing that river. Well, nobody's going no. to that river. Yeah. Unless you have a horse. Yeah. So it was like that that's kind of cool to know too. There was there was 18 square miles that we didn't hunt basically. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So but yeah. Yeah, so then, I, I often um I'll get real ambitious with where I think I'm gonna go. And you get like a third of the way there, and you're like, this is plenty far back like we're <laughs> we're not going to make it to the seventh basin or in the first one i'm sure you know it's crazy yeah, definitely what i've what i've noticed about where we hunted in wyoming and montana yeah. compared to some of the videos you've had danny that i've seen is the terrain is way different same with colorado too like the regions or the units we were hunting it's like you don't have those peaks and valleys and finger ridges and stuff. It's more of just kind of like a slope and you're kind yeah. of on a slope. It's not where, a where steep, we, right? Right. It's mm -hmm. definitely not as steep from the videos I've seen. And then like where we've ended up finding the elk has been not in like the bottoms like you see you see on YouTube videos and stuff. Like, and, like we have and where yeah, we, we're hunting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's like, definitely places like my buddy shot a bull this year, and he was like, "Yeah, it was like flat with like aspen patches," and I was like, "Well, that sounds nice. It sounds very nice. Yeah, very nice." But the thing that's nice about where we hunt here is there's a ton of pressure, but nobody goes to where the actual elk are. Yep, that's why they're in there. They're pushed in there. Mm -hmm. Like the first that's, weekend, yeah. you'll see them on the tops and up near the tops, and by the last weekend, they're in the bottom. Which yeah, is five thousand feet below the trail or road, so it's like yeah, yeah, no, totally haven't, not haven't that fun. That yet. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound fun. No, it's not because every day you know it's easy to get in there, yep. but the further you push, the worse it is going out when right. you don't want to do it. I would love to start at the bottom and go up in the morning. That sounds great <laughs> for sure. That's what we did in Montana. That's what you did in Montana. You started in the bottom. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I mean, the road and the highway system and everything was at five thousand feet, and the highest you could go was eight thousand, and you could drive to seventy five hundred. Nice. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of trails, a lot of pickup. You know, where you, you could get on in. You could touch 80% of it from a pickup truck and then walk oh. maybe a couple miles if you wanted to. I remember I remember when you guys shot when Kyle when you shot that bull because 
you sent Brett, you sent a Snapchat of the whole thing. Yep. And I was like, where in the fuck are they? Well, because that was so I like, was like, it was like September or something. He had yep. a rifle. Yep. I was like, are they a prairie rifle tag in Western South Dakota or what are they doing? Yeah. You know? And I mean, you could probably narrow down and find the unit probably pretty easily by just knowing those two things, which I don't think it really helps you or hurts anybody at all. No. Yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it, that was maybe the coolest part is being able to go during the, you know, during the rut and hearing bugles and, you know, that yeah, was, that's cool. Awesome. So a lot of, a lot of things we'd do differently now, if we did that trip, we wouldn't take two rifles. We wouldn't take two tents. We wouldn't take, you know, we took like two of everything just because it was our yep. first, you know, and I you, and you backpack, you spiked out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. yep. So like we walked in four miles or so, set up a camp, hunted from there. And, uh, I mean, one, the one day we did like nine miles after Kyle had shot his, we did like a nine mile, like loop back to yeah. camp through some stuff that was further away from the trailhead. Oh, and like we went up, along the wilderness border as far as we kind of were like okay if we shoot one here it's a blah 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 mile pack out and then we kind of just started looping back towards camp because it, it worked good to take kyle's and put it in a tree and like wasn't bad so yeah. we just, we're thinking you know we still have x amount of days left if we shoot one we can we can get it out in plenty of time and if i have to take another vacation day of work or call the wife and say hey got another one Gonna be another day late. It's a good reason. Yeah. And it wasn't reason. big elevation changes either. You know, like yeah, once we packed one out, it was like we could probably do a couple extra miles, especially if we took our time even more. And um, but that just didn't work out. I actually started getting like warmer outside as the week went on, and yeah, I don't know more. There was definitely more more pressure. That's a two week season. We went the first week. I don't know it would have got better again then the next week. I mean, they were definitely like, you know, they were vocal <laughs> and, you know, necessarily the mornings and that night. And so I think it, you just had to keep moving around. We never moved camp. Right. Um, we could have moved camp a little bit. And you, and you had bugles every day and you never moved camp. Yeah. Beginning. Much, beginning almost half, every day. Yeah. 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 Yep. Some guy killed Some guy killed a bull when we packed Kyle's first load out. Yep. Um, we were coming back in. A guy killed a bull like less than a mile from the trailhead. Also, oh, yeah, true. We walked past from, elk, obviously. Yeah, those guys from yeah. Oregon. And yep, we, we were we were going back in to get Kyle second load. They were coming out with their uh, last load, and we talked to them on the trail for a little bit. Yeah, and, and he passed a couple. He passed a spike in like another like a smaller branch antlered bull too mm -hmm. that same morning. So, you know, yeah, that was mile and a half from the truck <laughs> he didn't yeah, have yeah. to spike in we just were prepared to and did i guess you know yeah spiking in is like fun for like a day or two yep <laughs> yeah it actually is fun if you're gonna keep your camp in one spot it's fun if you yeah. can go there and it's good right but almost every time i spike out we end up sleeping waking up moving the camp going another However, God awful many miles with 45, 50 pounds on your back, hunting all day with it, setting up again. It's just work. It's yeah. Yep. Work. No doubt. 
I yep. think we were prepared to do that. We just freaking found them and yeah. didn't have to. You know? Yeah, that's what, um, that's what you want. Whatever you right, absolutely. Yeah. We got very lucky, and then after we come back from town, we talked. We ran into another guy, two guys that killed a bull like right by our camp. Oh, like really? a like a yeah. three forty nice bull. Like a <laughs> really very nice yeah. bull. And uh, you know, we pulled up park and I saw it as we were getting ready. This guy was in the back of his truck and he had his pack and he had a scale and he was weighing it. And I'm like, God, I think this guy's just killed an elk. And so we went and talked to him and sure as shit and they killed a nice elk and you know, I was talking to him and he's like asked him, you know, general area and he's like Oh yeah, up here by this lake, and I was like, "Our camp's like on the north side of that lake." He's like, "Oh yeah, we're just like on the northwest corner, found him." And it's just crazy how close. I mean, obviously they move, but like, yeah. how close? There's three elk killed within like a three mile radius of. And they both said they had other. They heard other bugles and were, you know, interacting with with other bulls and stuff too. So, yeah, it was just just a cool spot for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So then, so then you're going the next year. You went on a general tag in Montana. Yep. Yes, I did. That was. So you went from your strategy of one unit to what? Isn't it like three fourths or four fifths of Montana? Five, six, 125 or some odd years. I don't even know. It's an insane amount of units. We we tried. To draw the specific tag and you just sure, end yeah. up with a tag. Yeah. yeah. You you know how the Montana system works, right, yeah. Danny? Yeah. yeah. So I put in for a limited entry unit if I drew my general, drew my general, put in for limited entry, didn't get it. And I was like, okay, do I keep my general tag or do I return it for an 80% refund? And well, we had some other, like we were in New Mexico, we were uh, debating about going to Colorado. We were still waiting to find out if. We drew Wyoming or Kyle's brother drew Wyoming because he applied because he had the point behind. He was two points behind us. And so nobody drew. So I ended up keeping my general tag. And that was when like e-scouting started when I decided to keep that because. But I narrowed down Kyle and I narrowed down a lot of units real quick because we're like, okay, we're not going where there's grizzly bears. And we're uh, not driving twenty five hours. Yeah, we're not driving to the Idaho border either. Yeah. You know, and we're not going to northern Montana up by like Haver and stuff. Um, because there's a, I'm sure there's elk up there. We we just want to go somewhere where there's high population density of elk and just like put one down. And um, we talked about that's that. where everybody wants to go, Brett. Yes, I mean it. It's right. with very similar goals, probably ninety nine percent. Everybody's thinking the same thing. Oh, it's closer. There's more elk, and you can kill. There's them. no grizzly bears. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. Of we course. definitely had nothing to ourselves when we got there, but we talked about it when we were in Wyoming on the drive home. We're like, you know what? Two elk tags is sweet, but the odds of, especially us, our first time going out there. And shooting one elk would probably mm-hmm. beat the odds there. Shooting two was like hitting the lottery, you know, for first time or so. We kind of decided from then on, like, we're always going to apply for stuff. And 
as long as somebody's got a tag, we're yeah. going to be like the only difference from the whole experience in Wyoming with me and Kyle is he, he pulled the trigger. Yep. That's I was it. literally that's right it. behind him filming the thing. Yep. Like the second Side he shot step it. Step by step. Yeah. Like right there the whole time. So like he got, he got to shoot it and he got to put the, the antlers on his wall. And, yep. but I still have the memories. So it's pretty sweet. So we kind of decided, like, as long as one of us has a tag, we're going. You're getting 150 plus pounds of meat per person, you yep. know. Yep. And yep. so, like, that's a good chunk of meat. And you're learning so, so much more about elk hunting. So valuable, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of guys, a lot of guys get get hung up on like, there's like a greediness factor because it's a big game animal with antlers. Yeah, for and sure. And like, I want to go shoot one. I'm buying a tag everybody's buying a tag and then you have an elk camp with like six tags yep that's like six thousand dollars it's like yep. uh you might get two if you're lucky you know yeah, kind absolutely. of a thing yeah why not just go with your buddy and learn more for way less money and have almost just as much fun no oh, was... i mean definitely just as much fun there's really not much of a difference in my mind oh abs- absolutely I, felt, I didn't feel different either year like no. honestly like yeah, so, I didn't have to carry any pawn rifles second year. That's yeah, right. you know, we learned. <laughs> was, yeah, last year I just filmed most of the time. I didn't even carry a bow. I was like, yeah. oh, "This is fine. You guys yeah. all have tags." So, like, yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing filming. You, yeah, you experience the experience, and the only difference is you're killing it with the camera. They're killing it with, but exactly. I, there's got to be just as much satisfaction and calling in an elk for your buddy to shoot it as there isn't actually shooting the elk you know like, yeah yeah it's, it's a team and if you view it that way you and whoever you're hunting with are just gonna be better yeah for sure because yeah. you're not you're not double chiefing it you know or you're button heads the whole time Kyle always i mean Kyle like two peas in a pod part hunting partners man yeah it's yeah, crazy it's when you get with somebody like that like with with especially the big game and turkeys yep because like with, in the turkey game that you need a good partner who yeah you got the same wavelengths like, yeah for sure but like, definitely you'll have different ideas but when you both can go that's a good idea yep you know, or I, I was working. thinking the same thing yeah, yeah. exactly when you're just be willing pin, to talk about it yep. yeah mark like, pin and it's like in the same oh i have a pin in like this exact same spot as that like you're on the same wavelength and i don't know yeah that's why whoever you hunt with like big gamer turkeys is like your best friends for sure whoever you're most effective with yeah absolutely it's someone to be like hey don't hit your snooze in the one more time let's let's get up and actually yeah Yeah, true i need that every once (laughs) we all all need that we all need that or montana was like a completely different hunting experience in wyoming was too so it was for like, sure it was like learning all over again which was awesome you know two completely different areas different time of the year like hundreds yep. of people uh yeah like it's kind of uh, hard it's hard with the people because we deal with it here because we're basically hunting yeah. tc tag yep but you get to a point where just like you kind of ignore the people like it's just not for sure i mean obviously if you see a person where you want to go, you're not going to go there, but no, you kind of have to just be like, whatever. Pretty I, much. It's not going to affect my mood. 
willing to stop and just go the opposite direction and whatever. Yeah. I did that a few times because it snowed the first couple of days. So like we'd, we'd find tracks and obviously they're fresh. You just start following them. Then, you know, all of a sudden someone's boot tracks cut in front of you. You're like, all right, well, we're going to turn around and we're going to go the opposite direction. And um, I, I think it totally ended up to our advantage once we just got it out of our heads that we need to do something different, <laughs> you know? And so yeah so how did the, how did that hunt go that hunt went great <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I love that hunt that's i mean obviously it's my first elk but um kind of an unconventional elk hunt for sure i think from what i've experienced the last two years so never hunted them in october 21st or something like that whenever whenever general rifle opened up last year i couldn't make it out um to do the archery tag. Uh, so we had a kind of plan. We were going to go rifle. Um, we had our time. We drove out to a two day. The, we drove out Thursday night. We yeah. Thursday like night, we drove like drove through the night, got to, um, got to the hotel kind of like the, we're probably four hours away from where we wanted to get to slept, crashed there. Woke up, drove into the east side of the unit we were looking at, um, or a mountain range, which is a compass of a bunch of units. We just spent most of that day on Friday in the truck, just trying to get a lay of the land, trying to drive to, to some pins we had um, up in higher country. And there was just, I mean, there's just people everywhere, everywhere, because I mean, mule, general mule deer or general deer opens the same time as um, general elk. So everywhere we went, there was people we couldn't. We had a couple of campsites pinned we were going to check at, trailheads we are going to check at. And, I mean, there's just, you go up to some of these trailheads and there's 50 wall tents in, like, this little meadow. Just, 50? it was just blue. Yeah, 50. Yeah. Like, I bet you, I bet you the one road we drove up, there was 200 camps between the mule deer hunters and the elk hunters and the whitetail hunters. It was the most pressure I'd ever seen. Everywhere we went, there was a camp. We ended up camping, picking a spot um, right next to some guy from Tennessee. Wasn't he from Kyle? Yeah. Yep. The guy's from Tennessee. He had been out there bow hunting too earlier in the year and went back. Yeah, left his camper there with a guy from the area at a ranch and flew back and just, I don't know, it kind of kind of eye-opening. But in Montana, where we picked, there was, you could not get away from a, um, a road, mm-hmm. like a legal national forest road. Like, you just could not get away from it. Kind of like the Black Hills. Like yeah, they're exactly like the Black Hills. Yeah. They're everywhere in you have people walking in from here and there and, you know, two different roads could get you to the same meadow or um, high point to glass and things like that. But we, uh, we drove around that first evening and we were, we're driving down this road and we we're glassing meadows as we go from the roads. And we saw, we got lucky. We saw like two bulls and, I don't know, four or five cows bedded up on the edge of a meadow. And you kind of had to be parked in this one spot on the road to see that meadow pretty clearly. And it was 
getting close to dusk. So we pinned them and we were like, okay, we got to play for the morning. Um, we went in there the next morning, bright and early, um, forecast called for snow. So we were all bundled up and ready to go. And we start walking in and a truck pulls up right below where the meadow was. We parked off to the side and, you know, angled our way in from yeah. half a mile away, tried to try to be sneaky about it. They walked, we get to this, there was a tree in the middle of the meadow and we were, that was our plan was to get to that tree and just wait, see if like they feed the up. The yep. And yep. they're like pitch black, like under headlamps, like opening day of Montana general season. We were up at the, what, I don't know, it's mountain time. So it's a little different, but say three in the morning mm. and you know, we got there early. We walked in and these guys were pretty early too. I'll give them that credit, but they cut like right through the meadow we were in and went to some metals that were deeper and, Obviously, anything that was around then was gone. Um, so we got we left that spot right away in the morning after an hour of daylight. Never heard a bugle, which I didn't we didn't expect to, but we didn't didn't see anything. So we just started trekking, followed tracks, started snowing, got to be like wet heavy snow uh just kind of soaking wet and miserable so we headed back to the tr uh camp and what did we do that opening night nothing crazy i don't think go further in and went up a different little drainage yeah. and, and it was sure. kind of a struggle bus everywhere we everywhere we wanted to go there was people everywhere we thought nobody would be people were and uh it was tough so the next morning uh next morning sunday morning we uh kept going up higher we kept pushing higher and higher uh, fresh snow we were trying to cut tracks and we didn't have a game plan for sunday morning we were trying to cut tracks and see something on the out in the meadow with the fresh cover of snow and there's just it was just kind of an orange army and people everywhere trucks everywhere it was pretty hard we drove down this one trail that a four-wheeler had gone down and we probably shouldn't have gone down it with kyle's duramax <laughs> but we, we got there and we were we were like at the tippy top and we got there and there's only that four-wheeler had been up there where there's not much for tracks but it was like high foot of snow like nothing but mule deer tracks that's it no elk tracks um might have saw a moose track couldn't quite tell but like got some cool pictures you're up high we tried it up high for a good oh, half day yeah really and then, uh, the one evening after being up high for long enough we decided to drop down to some lower stuff um there was kind of a from that 5,000 to like 8,000 feet, it went from snow to just like a dusting, yeah. a foot of snow to a dusting and uh, looked totally different. And I had a buddy from college that happened to be in the same unit as me that we were keeping in touch with on the Zolios and the inreaches. And 
he uh he was struggling um right away but he did find one up high that he killed um which i think kind of kept us up higher longer yeah um and we didn't make the play to go lower quicker which i kind of wish we did but uh, we dropped down lower uh, one afternoon and same thing there's like when you get down low on these roads, you're driving these trailhead roads and you can see, I mean, you can pretty much see everything. If you, you're, you're looking down over into like the flatlands or the low mm. country and you can, if you drive slow enough, you can see, but every decent glassing point, cause you can't just stop unless nobody's coming on those roads. Every decent glassing point, there's two trucks parked at and, or one and, it was pretty frustrating. We drove way down to the bottom and pulled into this one spot. It was right on the corner of the national forest. And is there, is there a lot of is there a lot of private intermixed on this lower stuff? Nope. No, nope. this wasn't. well, the lower stuff, oh, really? yes, but yeah. The lower stuff, yeah, but um a lot of it surrounding the national forest where we were was a BMA. Um okay. you know, the block yep. the block management. Yeah. And um <clears throat> that block management you couldn't sign in until monday at 8 a.m was you had to sign in from monday to thursday was your pass we'll call it and then you had to re-sign back in on friday like for the weekend, weekend. yeah so it, they i mean i, I kind of like how many people how many people did they let on i think I this don't, was i don't even know if they yeah, I don't really? think they limited it. You just had to go to the ranch and get written permission, you know. So. Yeah, I think they get paid for like each. I don't oh, know yeah, how. I, yeah, they get paid. I think per person. Or probably. Whatever. Yeah, with the I think so. That's kind of why they come in and get the slips and all that. Yeah, well, like they that, have. That, go ahead, that, Kyle. that night, like, um, I don't think it was like Sunday night or maybe it was. Yeah, it had to be Sunday night because we got permission on the block manager up the next day. We were, like, dropped down low and just pulled into a parking spot. We were going to, like, hike in. And Brett just, like, we're just, just glassing out of the passenger seat. And he's like, there's a bull. And it was, like, eye level with us. Like, but over this little hump, like, 650 yards. Like, but and, like, winds in our face. Life is good. Like this is gonna be a slam dunk. He's right. He's over a hill. We can walk around, whatever. And we we made a play. <laughs> I stayed kind of back, and Brett came over the hill, and he was gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn. I think it he saw like him get out of the truck. Yeah, yeah, that's what it, it sounds like. An like. Pub. It was yeah. a little island of trees, probably like an acre, on the edge of a private national forest thing the closest national forest trees were probably a couple hundred yards away it was just this little island and it had like when you got in there when we when i stalked in there it had a little bowl in there and that's where i mean here's poop everywhere tracks everywhere like he could not be seen except from where we, we ended were. yeah you know, that moment was. kind of yeah, that, yeah. That moment. yep yeah and so i come over the wind's in our face it was perfect I'm sneaking through sagebrush and I come over a little rise and he was gone. I was like, I had the gun 
scope dialed back to wide open, you know, at three power. And I was like, going to just blast this thing at like 70 yards and he was gone. And we kind of snuck through there around a little bit. I mean, he'd been living in there. Like he wasn't a huge bull, but he was a solid, solid bull. Probably, probably like a five by five bull, you know, Um, not what I would consider like a raghorn, but like a pretty good, looking bull for my first i would have been happy with him put him on my wall for the first elk you know and uh he'd been living in there and we were like well this is kind of crazy like he's in the middle of nowhere you know about as low as we could get yeah like you know so so but he probably saw us get out of the truck because we were in kind of hurry and excited, and uh, we should have backed up about twenty feet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. You think he, you think he did see you? I think he probably saw us. Like I think he did too, or hurt. I don't know. He was still there when we started walking. I don't. I don't know. But he was, and maybe he just walked off, and then I don't know. But yeah, he could have walked onto private, and we, you know, before I got there, but. Because he was also, like, right over this ridge from, like, where everyone was camping, too. Like, he wasn't. Kind of one of those right under your nose deals. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely was. And in a spot that you wouldn't just go walk through just to go see if something's in there. Like, Brett said, it was, like, just this little cluster of trees just kind of had, like, a bottom in it where, yeah, he probably felt perfectly safe. And, you know, if anybody was. Jump with Benson being a pastor. <laughs> yeah. If anybody was coming after yeah. him, he would know it. Yeah. You could see him coming from up high. So but what so what'd you do? Did you try to keep hunting? Well, that was like, that was like right before dark, like that night before. Well, then we were kind of like, Well, we've been hunting like over eight thousand feet the last two days, and this bull is at like five thousand feet, like about as low as we could get. So the next morning, we kind of drove. We were trying to go back to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we drove down there, and there was like, I don't know, we passed like five trucks at all these spots. We wanted to stop in glass. So we just kept going and uh, ended up just getting out of the truck. And we set up, set up Brett's spotter, and I put my binos on the tripod and just started glassing. But it was weird because we glassed from about as low as we could. We were glassing up in a oh. bunch of spots. And then it was in this big valley, though, because you could glass, like, I don't know, three miles probably in a couple different directions. And, like, right when the sun's coming up on top of this one, I don't know, I'd probably call it a mountain. Brett's just like, oh, there's some elk. And, like, as the sun came up, they were like ants. Like, there was probably, like, a couple hundred, hundred elk in this, in this herd. Really? Again being from flatland south dakota like they were probably like seven miles away we thought they're like two miles away (laughs) so um so we kept looking they they kind of moved away from us not like something we were just going to instantly get up and go after but we thought they're in this general area and then brett's glass and he's like oh there's a bull and it's like straight across from us um probably like I don't know, three or four miles away, something like that. But it's like, we're on public. There's all this private out in front of us. And he was like on the far ridge, which happened to be 
other public. So yeah. we didn't just like start hiking and go in a straight line. And so we got like Onyx out and started where we think this is and where do you think he is? Yeah, and we, it's a great debate. Yeah. yeah when, they're, when they're that far away. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a little it, weird. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, we got lucky because it was pretty much low and flat the whole way. And then he was like up on the side of this hill and we we're looking, we we're like, that's gotta be this chunk of public, you know, across his private. And it was some of that block management you had to go sign up for. And it, happened to be like eight o'clock monday morning and you could sign up till like 11 it's so like the perfect the day the perfect yeah. timing got in the truck yeah. drove to the ranch that's up. that's lucky yeah 100 that's 100%. lucky 100 he was in we got luckier as the day thing. went on but yeah so <laughs> he went to the same thing danny he went embedded in we watched him he went embedded in this little pocket of trees on the like north side of a of a just like like a cone-shaped hill like in sure in what was kind of it's a little depression hills. thing yep yep and so he's in the trees the trees are on the shady side and he went right on the edge of private right on the edge of private he come off of an alfalfa field mm -hmm. or from a pivot yeah. walked just marched right up to those trees Plopped down, and Kyle and I looked at each other, and we figured it out. And I'm like, "That guy ain't moving until this evening. Like, nope. He's gonna stay there, not until dark." Way, dark. Yeah, right. the only way to get to him was to do this crazy little. I mean, it wasn't crazy, but it was a trek to get to yeah. him. So we were like, "Fuck it, or, screw it." Packed up, drive to the ranch headquarters, talk to that gal, get signed up, get legal. I mean, they do a pretty nice operation where they give you a, like an 11 by 17 map. It's all color coded. Yeah. It's got some areas that you can't drive or hunt in. And then it's got roads that were highlighted in red, I think. And you could drive on all of those, which actually led you to more national forest land if mm -hmm. you wanted to hunt that way. But uh, then we drove into town. Um Put got some people in the truck, got a burger, <laughs> just like we're not we're not making a play until the afternoon, you know. And mm -hmm. um, so we did that, killed time. Um we had to figure out our as we we're eating our burger, we figured out the best route to get to where we had our pin. Sure, sure. And uh it was like across the reservoir dam back along the border of the shoreline of this reservoir and then like in and like a straight line. And uh, we knew we were going to, the way the wind was, we knew we were going to be pushing it yeah. or getting winded, but we got in there. Uh, we got right to the grove of trees, um, but the wind was bad. And the whole time I was telling Kyle, as we were coming up to crest the hill to like look down and we were just going to kind of like park on the, downside of the mm -hmm. crest and just be not skylined and watch and i was like god this, this the wind's not right the wind's not right mm -hmm. and i'm like he's probably already gone you know because of the way the wind was we sat there for a little bit and uh didn't really have good visibility so we kind of moved down and where we could have a better visibility if he came out where he came into the trees mm -hmm. uh, and as I'm looking one way, Kyle's like, oh, there he goes. 
And there he was running out of our lives, jumps a fence, no. runs right across that alfalfa field, just big old rack running through there. Yeah, like a big bastard. Yeah, like damn big. Really nice elk, really nice elk, and I was I was pretty frustrated. And we probably wouldn't we probably wouldn't have taken that route, but like remember I said we saw that herd of like two hundred earlier. We thought if we would have went the other way, we would have like ran into them and like pushed them out of our lives, not knowing that they were probably like on the other side of the highway from us. They weren't anywhere close. No. no. Come to oh, find no. out. Yeah. Just our our yeah, inability the same... to touch distance with, through a spotting scope, you know. Yeah. Right. They were like next unit probably. <laughs> but anyway, like yeah. I mean it didn't didn't matter yeah brett's nope. brett's pissed though at this point like yeah, yeah just like it's kind of a tough how many how many like, days has it been that was like day three three or three, three. yeah afternoon day three not afternoon, day three not like, been it, not like it was like days. day seven well yeah, yeah okay, no. that is kind of long we've been up and down and all over and it was only she was only we saw elk like the night before the season and then we saw that one the evening before but like are the biggest bull Fred and I have ever seen yeah. live. <laughs> like it he was super nice. And then it really sucked because he ran. We watched him run straight across his pasture and into like this big public chunk that was probably within a half mile of where we camped. Like wow. right over the ridge from where we camped. Like so if I mean that would, Brett was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go back to camp. We're gonna hike up that hill tonight, and we're gonna or tomorrow morning or whatever, and find him again, whatever." Well, like Brett had taken his pack off, and he's like on his phone, and or I'm on my phone. I think we're, I don't know, trying to figure out how to get out. And all of a sudden, I see, I see Brett like just hit the deck, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" And he like crawls back to me. He's like, "There's three bulls right there," and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Like, whatever. <laughs> like, what's right there? Well, she's like, grab my pack. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Grabbed his pack and my pack, and we snuck up on the hill. And I'm like, I'm like looking in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> Way out there. Like, get the like, spotter. Yeah. Where are they? There's just this little hump. And there's three bulls at like 125 yards. <laughs> just like hanging out. What are they doing? Yeah. Feeding. Yeah. Feeding. Just feeding. In a big bowl. Big yep. bull, and I don't know how they didn't wind us. Maybe just the wind was going over the top, but wow. you know, like we walked right past them or upwind of them, you know, upwind of them. But, but now our uh, wind was perfect because we're coming perfect. back. You know, I mean, it was. Uh, we were like kind of analyzed for a little bit, like about whopping 10 seconds of like which one do you think's the biggest yeah because they all had their head down feeding and it was like i think that one in the middle and it's like all right good enough we waited for him to turn broadside and it i mean it was really windy so it's hard to get steady but uh kyle got that one on film too and one shot dump and let the celebration begin and yeah it was pretty sweet yeah pretty sweet. awesome the other two just like that's one of the instance where we wish we'd had two tags because the other two were stopped 25 yards and we're like what happened to kyle 
or yeah, what happened to Brad? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, and you're like, of course, course I don't yeah. have a tag this time. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. It's like it was all right. Whatever. Yeah, but no, nope, it was. But then it, it was I, like I kind of blacked out in that moment. Well, from yeah, when, yeah. Like, from when the the big elk ran out of my life to Kyle like figuring out the plan of where he went and how to go after him and how to get out of here, he's like, all right. Well, I'm like, well strapped this rifle to my pack and let's get out of here yep. and i like took off and i left kyle in the dust and then all of a sudden i didn't make it like kyle said i didn't make it Reset. 10 steps and i just like just went over this rise and i was and like then, hit the deck crawl back to kyle like, get the rifle off my pack that's yeah. awesome it was what do you mean like hindsight too like if we wouldn't have been worried about the big herd that didn't exist we would have blown those three bulls out because we would have walked right in on top Which of Which blowing those three bulls out could have blown the other bull out. Right. Oh, absolutely. We wouldn't have got anything. So it was just like, I don't know. It all it all worked out. It sounds like it worked out pretty cool. Sure yeah. Is, yeah, sure as hell did. I mean, and that wasn't the craziest pack out either. I mean, it was like probably three miles or more, but it wasn't super up or downhill. It was kind of just around the corner and – um, we took that one in one shot because it was like, we're just going to pack this thing out. We're going home tomorrow. Absolutely. We packed it out and went to town and got ice and then went to the bar and got uh, a lot of beers. Yeah. Of beers. And uh, after a couple locals, they're like, good for you guys. Nothing, yeah. That doesn't happen. You know, and we're like, yeah. thanks. Thanks. But got I mean, any, any food? Cause we're starving. You yeah. know, you know, like it, it yeah obviously there's luck right absolutely and i I think that's every time especially Mm -hmm. with a unit you've never been in and stuff but the biggest thing is like you gotta go yeah and you went brett you went three years in a row you went two years in a row are you guys what are you doing this year i got another general tag i don't know how but i got another general tag you got another general kyle do you get anything or no no anything so we're gonna go back to montana i think it wasn't. It wasn't worth getting a general mule deer tag. I I applied for a combo actually. Oh really? Really? Yeah. I didn't, didn't get it. So okay. we're gonna go oh. to archery though. I think. Yeah, we're gonna try archery. That'll be fun. That'll be try fun. that instead. And I mean, Montana's sweet. They give you like eleven weeks. You get it's a lot like of hunting. Five yeah. weeks of archery or six weeks of archery, and vice versa for rifle. Yeah, it's just like. I can go in September and I can go on Thanksgiving, you know, like that's I can a, take that's a pretty break. cool that they do it yeah. that way. I mean, I mean, not like that hunt was hard by any means. We didn't put in like a lot of physical like effort like you've done in your Idaho hunts where like going deep, but it's like this the trying to zig when everybody's zagging and like trying to get away from people when there's so much pressure. It's like those boundaries kind of like Wyoming, same thing, the wilderness boundary, like that boundary of like even the block management boundary to the national forest boundary. Like there was nobody in that chunk of block management we were in. Mm-hmm. Nobody. It's like, it was a very, like, it was a corner. It was surrounded by private. Well, it's, like, a, it's about finding the spot where there's yeah. nobody. Yeah. And- and those now, they might not even have been there the day before. I mean, there was so much pressure, and and with the snow, like they might have just got pushed down in the last twenty four hours. And we happened to glass yeah. them up that morning when I they were there, be, or got pushed out of something and ran over there. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, 
This is this a is good spot. Yeah. There's alfalfa in a bowl. We like right. this, you know. Done. Exactly. You know? Like, so we definitely don't know what we're doing. We just you just gotta are lucky. You just like, gotta keep going though. Like you said, yeah. you gotta get a tag and not be afraid just to show up somewhere you know nothing about and go and then well and know, it didn't every, sound like you were lazy ever no we no. got up every morning we hunted you know all day every day yeah. <laughs> pretty much uh you know you gotta just try new things and you know we went we we're high we were low we we're in the snow we hiked we drove we you know right did whatever so yeah you, all. i mean if you i always joke about this with people that are like how can you like how much did you have to get in shape to do that? And I'm like, I don't really work out for it. Like, yeah, you don't, you if, don't you're, really if you're lazy, you even if you walk one mile an hour and you hunt for eight hours, you can cover eight miles. That's it's like my it's mental it's, more than it it's physical. For one sure. foot in front of the other. Oh, there's nothing here. Go somewhere else. Like, right. You're not I mean, gonna... yeah, if you weigh 500 pounds. Yeah, absolutely. But like, you should probably prep. Mm-hmm. Right. But for for Kyle and I, like, we didn't do anything crazy. It's just you got to have the mental toughness to just be like, okay, this plan failed. What's plan? What's the next plan? Or, you know, like, okay, this spot, there's nothing. Oh, we've been up high. We haven't seen anything. Well, let's go low. Like, not just do the same thing over and over again. But yeah. I feel like I we were in better shape to go to Wyoming, and we did put on like seventy foot miles that week, probably. And then, but like the next year, like having little kids, we were both like total dad mode. Like, oh yeah, didn't have the time to work out. Basically, no, or? like that's just different. Like we just didn't care as yeah, much, or like just we already did it. We can do it again. Yeah, and it wasn't a backpack hunt, so like I don't know. We went to town a couple times and. Ate a meal and that was good. We like camped like at a not a it wasn't like a full hookup campground, but it was a campground with a you know a a bathroom. Yeah, like that. Isn't it crazy how the simplest amenities of your vehicle are amazing when you get back from backpacking? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Like everything you own, you like love. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, yes. like every comfort that we have, you're like, this is so great. Heck yeah. yeah I love having a heater and a radio. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. crazy. Every night, like, we'd go, for, when we were in Montana, we'd, like, get back to camp. We pulled Brett's enclosed trailer, and we'd, like, turn two propane heaters on and, like, oh, yeah. cook our meal and eat it in the back of the trailer and hang out. And That sounds awesome. Yeah. Wyoming yep. was, like, eat get as many clothes on as we can and we're going to bed <laughs> <laughs> like this is it yeah if, when it's dark you're done like uh-huh. yeah. yeah there's no oh, reason to stay and you, got, you guys just are talking to each other like tent to tent probably i'm guessing yeah that's all you yep. did yep, yep. yeah exactly. that's exactly right so we never had a fire we never did any of that we just no. like you cooked no. your meal and you went to bed yep. and you were probably dead tired oh you were yep. yeah that was a lot different of a hunt than what it was in montana montana was more mental like just you got to deal with like you said you got to deal with the people you got to deal with the pressure you got to just deal with some disappointment where in wyoming you were just like we're gonna we're gonna move and walk and cover ground and it's trying to find a needle in the haystack but if you get a bugle you got some direction in montana it's like 
Yeah, there's nothing on that rifle hunt. There's, there's nothing. No, you get no noises, no nothing. Your your glass is better for you then. Yeah, but that's where we screwed up in the beginning of the hunt because we were up high in the timber and hiking around. Thick up there too, like you it's super thick. You know, yeah. can't hear yeah. nothing. You have nothing to nothing yeah. to help it besides tracks. If you can cut tracks, you know. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, what's your number one piece of advice? To someone who's trying to elk up for the first time, get the tag, get a tag and go. Yeah, I mean, go go somewhere, go somewhere that looks cool, like on a map that you can get a tag and. It ain't that. It ain't that scary. That's that was my biggest biggest thing right away when I wanted to do it was finding somebody to go do it with me. Yeah, that's big. Mm -hmm. Was the biggest thing, and that Carrie was willing to do it with me three years ago, and I thank him very much for dragging me along with it he's like well yeah he's, if you want to apply apply it you might get a tag it's you got a chance with zero points in this unit so i did and like that lit the spark and then after that i come back i'm like kyle where you're doing this like you would love it and so finding somebody to do it with you getting the tag doing it i mean you don't need the greatest gear you know in the world like yeah I'm rocking a $150 Eddie Bauer sleeping bag. And, you know, like, I don't know. I should just do like the Montana thing. Like we, I don't know. We, you, you could have killed a camper, done whatever. Like we, we stayed in like a hub ice shack and with a yep. generator and we were warm with an electric heater. And I mean, we didn't necessarily rough in it, yeah. but we had, you could have hiked in up there. It would have been super cold. You could have hiked into the wilderness area, and there's probably elk back there and got snowed in or whatever else. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, just go and don't don't go, like, set, focus on this is what we're going to do because it's definitely going to have to change. Be ready to adapt to yeah. the situation. Roll with the punches. You know, we didn't even know in Montana there was going to be a 1,000 people there. I mean, we yep. you know. Right, compared to the year before, you're like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah it, was, right. it was like culture shock, for sure. So, then we kind of put it together that mule deer season opens the same day, and it's like, not everybody out here is hunting elk, which is one yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people hunting mule deer and whitetails and stuff. So It allows yeah, people who never got off the road either. Like, yep. they didn't get out of a truck, which, I don't know, you'd have to put on a lot of miles just to, like, hoping elk runs in front of your truck at some point because you're not seeing anything like we at least would drive you know find a a drainage or something or you know find a meadow on a map and just walk to it you know and check things out and look around and but from day one to day three when it snowed 14 inches up high (laughs) too i think it was cool that you uh well the the rifle hunt that there was a lot of elk like right under people's nose yeah i mean it's they're right there and we wouldn't know any different too because like we picked that unit we got tags and you get online you start reading forums and this and that and people are like oh if you don't hunt the wilderness you're not going to shoot a bull there you might find a cow like they're all up high still and you know and then you you get there and you start talking to the guys that are in the parking lot that are local and there's like there's elk there's elk everywhere. There's elk from 11,000 feet down to the bottom of that's at 2,500 feet. Like, yeah, you know, the outfitter was 
below where we were, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. So and he, they said they're chasing bulls the two weeks before that for archery season. So I was like, I don't know, just don't don't get in your head too and like beat yourself up about your decision of where to go before you even get there. Yeah. You know? Like just be open minded. Probably over a lot happen. of people probably overthink it. You know? Yeah, they do for sure. For like sure. just, just go there. We, we were like, we, we got to get as high as we can. We, you know, in it obviously worked out for us, but there was, there's elk everywhere. You just get it. I think put your time in, and, and we got lucky and didn't put as much time probably as a lot of people have to for our first two. But we didn't True. stop either. You know, so yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys did what you know you wanted to do and. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Two branch antler bulls back to back years. Yep. Two five by sixes. Yeah, they're they're five like I kind of want to put them right identical to each other. Like pretty similar. Yeah. Really? Being two different states, like same sides of five, same sides. Oh, really? It's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Awesome. Like, I bet they'd score like very close very to cool. each other, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. But What's your number one piece of advice, Danny? What do you think? Uh, You've taken taken some people. I think that what I would say, obviously, is to just go buy a tag and go. Don't worry about the gear because you really don't need much. No. You can use, I mean, I use an old wooden 270 to to hunt everything. So I think I'd rather have, you know, four or five tags than than all the gear go once yeah exactly so i don't know i think that and then also what we talked about earlier don't let the people discourage you because just because there's people doesn't you can't you can't let it get in your head because a lot of people do that gets in their head and the next thing you know they're just drinking beer at camp for a day or whatever you know Mm -hmm. yeah thinking they got no shot yeah they got no chance to find it they them things they they hide in some weird spots. I mean, even even the spots you see, you bump deer and stuff when you're elk hunting and all. It's like, well, even in Wyoming, like we we didn't see a lot of elk, like physically see them, but there'd be tracks like elk tracks every morning on the same trails we had walked the day before. Yeah, you know, like they were in that area oh, yeah. every single night. He's even if there was a hundred people there, those all they're not necessarily just gonna bust out of there. They're just gonna find a safe place. It might be only a couple hundred yards away and you never know it. So right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, thanks, well, yeah. Thanks for coming on and good luck this year. You too. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Appreciate we'll get Idaho on the list one of these years. Yeah, for sure. Come on out. Yeah. I might have to start working out for that, though. It is. Uh, that looks steep. You do a lot of squats before season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one tag, like four or five guy pack out. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's kind of funny. The one, the first one I shot back in some of that shit, I had to pack up by myself. And I had yeah. spiked out. And I was like, this is bad. Well, I kept picking up a piece of camp because it was like <laughs> on my way after this big cliff thing I had to climb. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's cool country though. That's the yeah, coolest thing about Idaho is you can you can out hunt just about everybody because 
there's a lot of places no one wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so steep here. It's crazy. That's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't know where to start. It's kind of cool because we were looking at a mule deer unit. Uh my buddy drew a really good tag for muleys and this weekend we were scouting it a little bit. And like it's steep. Like back in the day I'd be like I'm not walking up that. And when we we're driving they were like it's not that steep. Like looking around <laughs> and I was thinking I was like god like three years ago, I'd have been like, I'm not, I don't know if we could do this. You yeah. Know? Like those bear hunts I've watched your guys' videos, that shit looks steep too. I that's mean, like as steep as it gets. I love that stuff. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. So, so no way. No way, Jose. You're not going to, you're not going to do that. Uh, I, w- I would do it if I drew the tag, but it's like, if you told me, like, yeah, Brett, over the counter, one. over the well, counter, bear tag. Bear tag, oh. yeah. That's a bear tag. Like, I would like to do a bear hunt. I would. I you think it'd come be out then. Yeah. Yeah. What is it, June? May, June? Uh, I, well, we killed all ours in April this year, but April? I think May, early to mid May is the best time frame, which happens to be the best turkey time frame. But yep. I'm not going to lie to you. I like bear hunting more than turkey hunting now. So I don't. That surprises me, but I, mean, I know I used to really. You've only killed like ten thousand turkeys, though. I know it's kind of like, well, what are you gonna do now, right? Yeah, right, exactly. You've killed mountain turkeys now. You've killed them out here, everywhere. So, how many yeah. states do you have left to go? A lot. A do lot. You? I've only got fifteen states. So, oh, only. That's I need to. Uh, I I want to get it done by the time I'm dead. That's sweet. yeah. Which, you can shoot a, no, you can shoot a lot more bears. You kind of have you to. Or else you're not going to get it done. No, but shoot the bears while you you know can still hike that country. You could turkey hunt when you're... You're right. I could I could do that one from 80 to 90. Yeah. I could do the uh, turkey deal. Knock, no those last, knock those last 35 states out later on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a few here and there. <laughs> no, next year, there's a couple I need to do close at least. Nice. It's hard, it's hard to yeah. not bear hunt when you're here. Yeah. Like, I haven't killed a turkey in Idaho in two years. Yeah. Have you tried? Uh, I went one morning. Like a Danny one, Morrison try? No, I went one morning yeah. last year with some buddies and screwed around, and that was about it. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, for elk, I have no interest. I'm no interest in mule deer, whitetail. Like, I obviously will get the tags, but, like, elk hunting. Elk hunting, duck hunting. That's, that's it? I freaking love elk hunting, man. I really, you it. don't like you don't you're not looking for muley tags anymore, really? I have like eight points in Colorado that I was like dead set on doing a high country mule deer hunt. And I'm kind of like, mm, I'll draw that one of these years. I don't draw an elk tag, maybe, or I'll apply for that. Like i I mean, I like it a lot. That's probably my favorite thing to do. Like I didn't grow up shooting whitetails. Like I've only killed a handful of whitetails. Um, so there's always ducks, 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 and geese, you know? So yeah. like, and then mule deer hunting out here is in South Dakota. It's good, but um, I just like elk hunting more. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get I like, it. I just like going new places too. Maybe that's like, it would get adventure. If we draw the same tags a couple of times, but there's a lot of States. I- we can still go a lot of places. We can still go and 
Yeah, I got I got pretty hooked on the high country mule deer thing just from shooting one last year. So yeah, but that's sweet that you can like go in your backyard. That's true. I went for the weekend and shot one. You know, it's like that's a lot different. If you're gonna pick a trip, it's it'd be hard not to pick elk. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I got. I don't know how many points Kyle has, but like I got points in bunch of states. I started probably seven years ago with Montana was the first one. And I have a unit that I've been wanting to draw in Montana and I haven't. And then I started applying in Wyoming and I got a bunch of points in Arizona and Utah and Colorado and Nevada. It's excited to repeat some of these too, as we go along, you know, yeah, with the knowledge from before learn places a little more and stuff. Yeah. And if somebody would have told me when I was like, I don't know, 18, that it would take as long as it takes to get points, like I would have started buying points. Even like in South Dakota, nobody told me when I went to college, like, oh, hey, if you want to hunt an elk out here, it's going to take some people three years. Exactly. Yeah, I'd have 15 points already instead of six or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys, it's once in a lifetime, but at least your Hills elk tag. At least one you'll already have experience, right? And you'll you've already shot bulls, so you won't just shoot the first one you see, right? Because I I mean, shooting you know a three thirty in the hills is very manageable. So yeah, yeah, it could easily do it. You know, yeah, you're exactly right. That's kind of what we thought too. Is like we better start like you know getting getting some experience doing this stuff because we're getting up there and close to drawing you know probably yeah i mean a five-year-old can call in a bull and shoot it in the hills but yeah 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 and i can do it when i'm 80 when i finally draw it exactly and that's a great hunt when you're 80 i think the coolest thing is like by the time we all have like brett and i kind of have got our fix we both got like kids that'll be like in their teens and then we can drag them with us and kind of have a half-ass idea of knowing what we're going to do. That'll be sweet. Find them point. Yep, absolutely. That'll be awesome. Yeah, if I could in 10 years have uh, Nevada or a Utah tag and be able to take my kid when he's 15 or 16, it'd be pretty sweet. I'd still be able to get around out there when I'm 45, so... Yeah, you know, that's not like you're too old then, but like you got to start somewhere, and you got. I wish I would have started way. Oh yeah, earlier than I did. Like nobody told me. I didn't. All my buddies were duck hunters. You know. Yeah, that's. So, a, I mean, but what you think of our uh, like kind of that age when you when duck hunting was just so much fun. Like mm-hmm. that's all I did in college was duck hunt. I grew up deer hunting a bunch. And then I went to college and I was like, this is great. I got buddies. We do it together. Yeah. Very social. Yep. It's a fun time. So it's, I think like that when you're young, even into your twenties is a good time to really duck on a lot anyway. Yep. Yeah. I grew up in like Illinois. So I was even like further out of sight, out of mind, like going out West. Oh yeah. That was like, that was like outdoor channel. Yeah. You know, it was like, that's a, you know, two day drive to go to Colorado or that's got to cost like tens of thousands of dollars yeah. or whatever it is, you know, it's like, then you get to South Dakota and you're like, well, we're, this isn't, 
we're not too far. <laughs> you know, we can. Uh, yeah. Done, so. Yeah, you you guys are in striking distance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. We're pretty lucky. We got to do a little bit of everything without too much work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. I just I think I think going to going to a new state on a new adventure is just part of the reason that was drawn to it but i think what i like about elk hunting a lot too is it's a lot like duck hunting like you said like you're there especially archery hunting you're there usually like you're calling you've got people with you like you're not in a there's camaraderie you're not in a tree stand by yourself Mm -hmm. like trying to be quiet like obviously like elk in the woods they're loud you know and like you can doesn't matter if you break a twig or where you're stumbling to get your leg over a deadfall if you you know make some noise like i don't know it's i like it i like a lot me too i I can see myself doing it every year if i get a tag for sure yeah i don't know how you i don't know how you don't oh yeah they do taste damn good they do they do Elk burgers is close to it to beef as like I think it's just it must be like the large muscle groups or something. I don't know, but yeah. it tastes it tastes like beef. Yep. The burger does. It does. Crazy. Do you yep. think they smell like antelope, Danny? Maybe elk? a maybe a little. Them, when they're maybe. rotten. Somebody also told me they smell like Doritos or Fritos or something. Oh my god, I think they smell like antelope. I don't know. They just they smell pretty musty. Mm-hmm. But antelope smell yep. pretty musty too. They I do. can't smell shit anymore. So, <laughs> oh, from COVID or what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had COVID like three times. Like, I don't know. We're in Wyoming, even just, like we must have walked by where that one other guy like killed his bull. Yeah. Brett's like, "What do you smell it?" I'm like, "I don't smell shit." Like, I got wow. nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. I couldn't hear stuff. Bad. Kyle couldn't smell stuff, so it's good and bad. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for having or thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate yeah. it. Man. Yeah, no, it was fun. Thanks for having me and Kyle on. You know, for sure. You got to tell the turkey camp. You could hear the story. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of stories at turkey camp. Yes, especially yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. Told that a couple times. But... All right, dudes. Cool, man. Well, have a good, have a good night, guys. Goodbye. Right, peace.